from all around the world, this is your host, James Jordan. Mike Wallace. And the Eggman. Coming at you for yet another edition of the Wide World of Motorsports podcast on CFMH 107.3 Local FM in St. John, New Brunswick. On CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario. And the Performance Motorsports Network app on your smart device. And now confirming to you, no more fake news on us reporting that we are on every or most streaming platforms. We are for sure on every <laughs> streaming platform. I can confirm with you. We are on every single one. No matter what you check, from Amazon Music to SoundCloud to iHeartRadio, we are there. And also on social media at the WWOMS. And I'm starting to post. We're doing our articles. We're posting our podcast and our esports again through our website, the wide world of motorsports podcast.wordpress.com. This is episode nine of season six, recording to you for the week of March 5th, 2023. And on this edition, of course, at the top of every episode, we like to do it. I'm excited. You can hear it in my voice. We do our tradition of our driver picks uh, of our for the episode number and the driver number that correlate with each other. So today is number nine. We're picking. Uh, who are we picking for Eggman? What do you got? Well, this week I decided to stay very close to my pick last week. Uh, it is, again, Eric Almirola. So, <clears throat> last week we talked about him finishing out uh, DEI's number eight car. But uh, not very mm. many people remember in the year 2010, shortly thereafter, uh, he ran a short stint of five races in the Richard Petty Motorsports number nine oh. uh, for the outgoing Marcus Ambrose, I believe. Groovy. Oh, wow. He ran the last five races of the 2010 season uh, from Martinsville through Homestead. His best finish was fourth at Homestead, which, as you can well imagine, won him his ride at Richard Petty Motorsports moving forward. So that part of the Almirola saga is a short five-race stint at the end of 2010. My pick for this week, Eric Almirola. That's a good one. Interesting, because you could have went for him that in the next episode. You you went for him in this one, so that's that's another interesting uh, move there. That's some good strategy there, Eggman. What do you got, uh, Wallace? Well, I'm going with a former uh, F1 pundit, so to speak, uh, David Hobbs. David drove the number nine at the 1976 Michigan race. Uh, started 22nd, finished 17th. Uh, and earlier that year, he ran in the Daytona 500. So uh, that race that he finished 17th in, it featured drivers like David Pearson winning the race, Cale Yarbrough, Richard Petty, Bobby Allison, Dave Marcus, Neil Bonnet, um, Richard Childress, uh, Jimmy Means, Daryl Waltrip. Jimmy Means. There's, there's quite a few uh, big names in this race. So for David to finish that high is pretty good. Dave 
was for mostly uh, dro drove uh, sports cars uh, at Le Mans in particular. He is from the UK as well. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would really know him from when he did the, the commentating with Steve Matchett and, um, oh, what's his name? Bob Varsha. But, uh, yeah, David ran uh, at Le Mans quite a few times from 62 all the way to 89. He won it twice. Uh, he had some very interesting co-drivers through a lot of those years. Uh, a lot of heavy hitters. Mark Donahue. Uh, who else? I was just looking at Guy Edwards. Uh, Damon Hill, Formula 1 World Champion. So... Yeah, I, he is one of these guys, he's super chatty, and he's really knowledgeable about his stuff, and being being a good driver, and, a, and, and the back then was very different to being a good driver now. Back then, you really needed to be good uh, across the board, whereas now it's very specialized. So, and that's what David was. He was... He only made seven starts in Formula One. It was a lot harder back then, of course, for, for drivers. But, uh, yeah, uh, I really like David. I've always liked uh, listening to him speak. And and he used to commentate, actually, uh, NASCAR back in the 80s. And he famously was on the movie Stroker Ace. So, oh, cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. That's a good one. So, David Hobbs. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so I'll I'll wrap this up with, and because his birthday was last week, mm, Canadian yeah. stock car racing driver, born on March third, nineteen ninety three, just turned thirty, born in Stainer, Ontario, the twenty twelve Oscar Outlaw Super Elite Model Series champion at just nineteen years old, Brandon Watson, also. Wom's alumnus. We had him on the show at the end of the 2022 NASCAR Pinty Series season when he won the race at Delaware and the Pinty's yeah, fall dominated, brawl do dominated, dominated the race. race. Under and that was under yeah, there's some rain <laughs> and, and yeah. lots of restarts and some tricky, yes, yeah, some some oh, yeah, some terrible situations. <laughs> things things escalated quickly in that race, so he he made it through it all. Many chances he could have lost that one, but he didn't. He had a great card too, and it was his first full time season in twenty twenty two, driving the number nine. And I th I think with we all will associate that number with Chase and whatnot, and seeing the number nine, seeing the number nine kind of relevant also in the NASCAR Pinty series, seeing a familiar like that stuff even just helps. Um, but also with the experience that Brandon Watson has had throughout the years, total that was his, his experience driver. Too. Yeah, a total experience driver though. He was, he's all out on. He's like getting his, basically he's getting his chops going on road courses now. He's trying. To, he's trying. Like he's, he's, you know, he's a big oval guy though. Um. I'd say he's probably the best oval racer in Ontario. I think you could probably put him on any kind of oval and he'll figure it I out. I would, yeah, I would say he's 
especially the small tracks too he's yeah well he's i think he's most uh winningest driver in the apc series late model series and i think he holds the record for most wins um this season at sunset or something like that i'm not too sure i'm probably really wrong on that but i know the we'll find out maybe we will catch up to me we'll see him this weekend at motorama Yes. Oh man, I am. The Wombs so will see excited. y'all there at what? What's the convention center mm. called? The convention center by Pearson there. International Center. Yeah. Like, how could I forget uh, the Motorama Custom Car and Motorsports Expo, March tenth to twelfth. This is the eighth annual show presented by eBay Motors. And looking forward to seeing everyone down there at the International Center, seeing some custom cars, some hot rods, some classics. And also, if you're into motorsports too, and tuners and trucks and more, you'll get it all there. And uh, so we'll see you there and run into us. If you see Wallace and I, say hello. We'd love to chat with you and get a picture and and also we're, we're there to also chat with some people too so we'd like to chat with if you want us to chat with you you can you can reach out to us as well so um yeah and there's still tickets available check it out motoramashow.com and and uh it's it's a pretty good deal i'd say what are you looking forward to most? yeah i'm i'm just i'm looking forward to it all really i'm bringing um my wife and kids are coming with me, so they get I get to drag them around and they get to to watch me talk to a lot of people. I I'm I'm really looking forward to it all. I I really can't wait to see some of those like see some nice cars. Yeah, see yeah. some nice cars, see some awesome race cars. I want to talk to some drivers and teams yeah, talk and to tracks. some people we haven't seen in a while. That'd be nice. Like yeah. I said, there you know, and especially with the drivers as well. And nice to see some people and to meet some of these people too. That uh, to you know especially the Motorama people. Uh, looking forward to that. And I can't wait to fill up my uh, SD card with some pictures and some videos. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I've been and wanting to go some to chats, this for a while. Some I, audio I went to this, as well recorded, maybe. <clears throat> yes. I went to this show when I was a little kid, a long, long time I've always ago. wanted to go. I just And I've always wanted, or, or maybe it wasn't, so maybe it wasn't Motorama, because this is the eighth annual Motorama. So I went to a show similar to Yes, this, there's, guess, yeah, yeah. I, there, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then I knew this had come up, and then COVID happened, so it, it put a damper on me going. But uh, I'm really excited that that we're able to go, and that they've uh, allowed us to to participate and be there and, and get some uh, exclusive access and some inside uh, footage and whatnot of that event, and and that's really cool too. Uh, them allowing that and there's that a, as well would have been there anyway. Yeah. But uh, th- them yeah. allowing us that extra access is great, and so yeah, you know, it, it'll be a it'll be a good trip for me. I don't know about you, that's but even oh, it's even fine. then, people are coming out to this, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing y'all down there for Motorama. And what else? What, what, your local what else here on this show here? What else is up on the show? Let's get let's get into this past weekend. It was almost like a, a preview of the trifecta of racing that we'll be seeing in a couple of months. Can't wait. 
But this might as well be a trifecta of racing because we saw F1, we saw IndyCar, we saw NASCAR all the same day. All just within a few hours. How how could you go wrong, boys? Yeah, it was a it was a good day. It was a great day, actually. You're right. It's a a prep for the the greatest day in racing. Yeah, it's like a teaser trailer for a couple months from now, and I I thoroughly enjoyed most of what went on. Um, so I guess it started time wise for for Sunday anyway. It started with uh, the first round of the 2023 Formula One season at the Bahrain International Circuit in Bahrain, where, shock to no one, uh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull ran away with the race <laughs> by almost 30 Yay. seconds, I think, I think the gap was. <laughs> but that is not where all the stories are at. The biggest story on the weekend, I would say, and Wallace, feel free to disagree, um, Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso coming in third is a large-scale shakeup in the paddock. Yeah, I agree with that. I can't disagree with that at all, actually. And I can't discount his teammate Lance Stroll coming home, I think it was sixth or eighth or something, with two broken sixth. wrists. Yeah, So that's, that's great for him as well. Um, I think that solidified the fact that that car is as fast as it was in testing and that it could possibly be a force to be reckoned with throughout the season. Time will tell. Um, Other storylines this weekend for Formula One. Ferrari have still not figured out their reliability issues as Charles Leclerc was taken out while running third um, with an... I believe they said it was an engine failure. Um, and we talked about this briefly before we started recording a not very long standing, but a Pastor Maldonado record that nobody wanted was broken, was not broken, but tied this weekend when Esteban Ocon scored three separate penalties <laughs> in the same race. Yikes. Um, he lined up <laughs> about. <laughs> he lined up about six inches to the right in his grid box, which was a, I believe it was a five second penalty. Mm-hmm. When he came down to serve that five second penalty at his first pit stop, a crew member, <laughs> a crew member touched the car too soon, which oh. was then a. <laughs> it wasn't even his fault. He didn't no, even no, 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 no. Everything's just going wrong. <laughs> the mechanics, I don't know which one, so I'm not going to even say which one it was. But the one of the mechanics touched the car too soon, so that was a compounded ten seconds on top of the five second penalty. So he comes down to serve his fifteen second penalty and is caught speeding oh. in the pit lane by point. I think it was point four six yikes. kilometers per hour. Oh my goodness! Just oh yeah. And at that point, um. The team just told him to save, save the car, save the powertrain, and park it because it's <laughs> not worth it. That's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Yeah, and it's, see that. <laughs> it's not even his fault, really. <laughs> I mean, oh, you got to feel for the guy. But that is a Pastor Maldonado record that was tied at this week's Bahrain Grand Prix. That's incredible. Yeah, this race was interesting. Uh, I, I said to you off air, I, I didn't 
find it to be a particularly good race, but it was it was very it was good to see it back. I actually really enjoyed watching the race. I actually hadn't watched a full F1 race in in quite some time. I usually either fast forward through it or really catch up on all the posts and articles and and um and and the highlights but there was some some real interesting things that were going on in that race uh yeah you really showed that how far behind everybody is to the red bull and i'm i'm curious as to where they they've have that pace from i know one thing that i personally noticed through the cars and it's between the 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 ferraris and, and red bulls have a very similar sculpted and shaped side pod they brought they pointed it out on i can't say that's me uh, martin brundle pointed that out but it, it did really kind of stand out and i was paying attention to other cars and the Aston has that same real sculpted uh, side pod where it's it's high on the outside and kind of swoops back down into the the section they call it like the Coke bottle section there of the car, but um, but the, the the Mercedes is 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 flat kind of and it bumps up and then goes up into the the um, the plemum at the top there to pick up the air. So very interesting design choices between some of the cars. Yeah, so for the last couple of years, Mercedes has tried to go for a quote-unquote podless design, mm. attempting to save in the aerodynamic department. Uh, as we know, with the porpoising last year and the just lack of pace overall last year and the start of this year, yeah, it hasn't worked out great for them. Um, I don't think it's a terrible idea, but they just need the development time to bring it up to snuff. And I don't know that they have enough development time before the uh, rules change coming in 2026. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they're not happy. They shouldn't be happy. You go from winning that being so dominant, but we all know it has to end. I don't know. I mean, they can't be surprised about it. Uh, what's surprising is that Ferrari is still learning how to, is still Ferrariing things, although they've apparently just fired their one of their engineers and it's kind of was apparently had to do with what went on in Bahrain. So I don't know, Fred Visser could write that ship, but they got to let him write the ship, you know, Ferrari's classic for chopping heads, you know, really having that shoot first, ask later mentality. Sometimes that very Italian, I guess is the best way to say. Yeah. I mean, I said last year that Mattia Bonotto was not the problem. And while it does all fall on his shoulders at the end of the day, he wasn't the problem last year. And Fred Vasseur is going to have to work really hard to not be the problem this year. Yeah. Uh, he's good. I, I thought he was very good at Sauber. I would say they were very impressive this the, on the on the race as in the race as well. Um, I'm wondering if that's that uh, Audi influence coming into them as well. But that wasn't the only. That wasn't. But, uh, but like I said, time will tell. Good. Yeah. How about Alonso's yeah, like 99th podium? I, yeah, Alonso scored his 99th career podium, and with how the Aston looks 
this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he continues that trend. Hard not to disagree with that. Uh, this, I saw a weird fun, a stat, something like uh, Michael Jordan retired and then came back two years and or came back and then on his third year back won the championship. Is that true? James? Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. somebody said this is Alonzo. This is his third year back. He didn't race for two years, so has two championships. I know uh, Jordan had three before he retired, but um, anyways, and there's a lot f- of similarities to greats, right? Yep. And to was a big out, deal. To finish out Formula One here, uh, we cannot discount the Bahrain curse. Um, for the last, I think it's six or seven years, the driver that wins in Bahrain has finished second in the driver's championship. Um, if anyone's going to break that trend, it's going to be Max Verstappen. But again, we'll just have to see. Oh, I, could you imagine Sergio wins? <laughs> if Checo got the championship, I would be ecstatic. Honestly, that would be. Amazing. I also got to mention Stroll coming back with a sixth place after. Like he, I saw a picture of him on social media. He looked in ter- horrendous condition. Looked like yeah, a, and something well, bad happened to him, and I'm like, Whoa. yeah. Uh, all through testing, uh, his in car, you can see he's having trouble turning those those tighter. Uh, tighter radius turns uh, with his two pinned wrists. It's just he's having a hard time, but he did a great job anyway. Coming absolutely, got to mention our CanCon in there, and um, Logan Sargent did pretty good too. To mention your American, he was pretty impressive. Yes, he did. But speaking I'll talk of, about him, I'll talk about him another time. Speaking Across of America, pond, let's go back to yeah, let's go to where we do freedom units uh, in America for IndyCar. We're first race of the season in St. Pete. Always cool to see that track. Uh, it's been IndyCar's opener for quite a few years. It, it does produce some really, really good racing sometimes. It can produce really chaotic racing because it is a street circuit. And I think that was an incredibly chaotic race, but it was an entertaining race. I'd say of this weekend, I had the most fun watching that indie race really? at St. Pete. I did. I mean, the F1 is my baby. I love it. But as Wallace said, it wasn't the most electric race to watch. Yeah. Um, and NASCAR was a, a similar situation. It had definite bright spots in it. But I think I'm, I think I'm lost. I'm trying to find someone now that Jimmy Jams. Jimmy's not, it's I, gonna be Grosjean I, though. I think that's, I think that's who I'm going with. That's that's been my issue since I was a Dale Junior fan forever, and since he retired, I'm kind of driverless. I'm going with um, Grosjean because I, I I'd love to run into him at the Honda Indy this year, and uh, that that be the guy that I, I stock out. Because <laughs> um, yeah, you gotta you gotta give it to him. anyone who like for me anyone out there who's looking for someone this season. You're going, you're getting an Indy car. Look out for him. I have a yeah. tremendous amount of um, amount of respect for him. So he had a he had a he had bad luck there in that race, but it I is what it is. He, I, I we were saying off air. I'm I can't think of a driver who has m- worse, more worse, right. or worse or, or the worst <laughs> luck yeah. than Roman. I every time I see him crash or in a barrier, not 
usually his fault, to be completely honest. You just you just feel for like when is this guy gonna get his his? I say when's this guy he gonna will. get his break? He drives for Andretti. Like, this too. guy's okay. He yeah, drove yeah. Formula One. He's in IndyCar. No, he he'll get fine. he'll figure it out real soon. But uh, that race was very. I could just what. The start of the race was too chaotic. I I'm kind of can't believe that they just waved the green flag. If you look at a picture or really watch, uh, I think from the helicopter blimp, whatever they have there, you can see that the they're not even the, the all the cars aren't even on the front. Yeah, let's this break down what happened here. That they've ever well, this is the biggest grid that any cars ever had there. I think 26 cars, and that's a. It's a tight track. I watched the GT America racers. That's a 40-minute GT sprint race, and they did like 15 laps under green. But I, I just – they come around. They go into turn one. Turn one is always tricky there because it's a runway, and you hit those those big painted lines the wrong way. You just <laughs> right, strip. So everybody's that. fighting, and, um, you know, Dixon hip-checks his teammate, Rosenquist. Rosenquist goes into the wall, breaks – can't go anywhere is really slow everybody stacks up behind it but because the train was so far behind getting through the s's it and i'm not really sure where their spotters are sitting because they do you run spotters on road courses or street courses so but they just come piling in and it's really dangerous and really scary so um other than that i would say it was it was it was a good race i'm really happy for marcus I think that that field is so talented now that it's really hard to beat people. And what I mean by that is that the the field is so strong, not that people aren't getting better or aren't improving. They're all improving and because the cars are the same car with different engines and I think they're allowed to play with their suspension parts but the battling is so hard and that's when you see you know Scott McLaughlin going in in underneath Grosjean with cold tires and both of them ending up in the tires and Scott obviously recognized his mistake and and I would I believe that he felt that bad about it um but I I can't really. That's what you have to make those moves. I mean, it's kind. It's kind of like NASCAR. Yeah, at that point in the race, that was probably for the win. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We had seen how hard it was to pass prior to that. Yeah, and that was Roman's only shot to get around him, and that was Scott's only shot to stay in front, and they came together. I mean, yeah. it's definitely Scott's fault, mm-hmm. but you can't blame him. Like, it, that that was it. That was for the win. Let's talk yeah, about the talent in the field that you were saying off air, and I, I do agree with you there. We're seeing it more than ever. And we'll, we'll also talk about this and about the NASCAR race, too, here up next. But, yeah, you are talking about that off air. Let's elaborate that with here on, on air here. Well, you just seen you've seen top drivers through the field you you have you know you have the ice man scott dixon who's unbelievable and he was kind of in the mix for the day maybe not as much as he wanted to be um 
but then you it's the younger guys that are coming up really you it's pato he is so talented i watched him run lmpc and imsa for a couple years and he was so quick in that car and i think he's he needs to pull it back a little bit what do they always say that it's it's easier to slow a driver down than to make one go faster and i think that's where pato is at I I do like Scott's aggressiveness. I think Scott feels like he has to get it all done now or he, nobody's going to take him serious cuz he come came out of supercars. So I think that's another reason why you see him move like you do on Grosjean cuz he he's been he's been close to winning the championship or fighting for the championship so he's he needs to like make his mark on the year and go like i think he really feels if he doesn't win the championship this year this would be his third year in indycar that he's probably failed which i would say is not true but he's he i know he's really hard on himself i've i've seen a few interviews with him yes he is and and i mean there's tons of drivers. Just front to back, it's a pretty stacked, um, stacked field. And I mean, if you need someone, you're talking about someone to cheer for. Why not cheer for Stingray Rob? Might not be a great. Oh <laughs> yeah, championship, but he's <laughs> got a cool. hell of a name. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, there's a lot of good green flag racing though in in this race. Well, I think yeah. I mean, there was there was good strategy too, eh, Thomas? I agree wholeheartedly. The uh, primaries versus alternates, obviously, is a similar strategy decision to softs, hards, mediums in Formula One. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we saw a lot of different, given that there's only two compounds to choose from, I think we saw a lot of different strategies play out, um, some for better, some for worse. And uh, I think. I kind of wish NASCAR would introduce something similar because that would open up the playbooks for the crew chiefs a lot more. Well, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it'd be difficult to do. Remember when we saw that at the one all-star race? Right, 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 right. I don't remember that. That was a few years back, mid-2010s, something like that. They tried it once. Yeah, it was cool. I loved it. It was the green. It had like this. That's where actually oh, the yes, original Wams logo was inspired off. It was that original green. That, mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. Cool. But yeah. It would be difficult to pull off at this stage because Goodyear would have to develop two different compounds that work for each track. And right now they're kind of focused on developing wet weather tires for oval tracks. Oh, I can't wait to see that this season. Well, and and I heard I don't remember which where I heard this, but I also heard that before when Goodyear made cup tires, the cup tires were the Xfinity tires, and they were the um, truck tires. So it was one tire fits all. But now with the new cup tires, that's they're, right. They're now having to make two different kinds of tires so to throw in another compound now i know like people like pirelli or michelin do provide lots of different compounds at a race for different cars right it's kind of a little bit different uh, because they don't provide as many because it'll be the corvette runs certain kind of tires and then the 
like certain kind of Michelins and then the Porsche runs a certain kind of Michelins and the Ferrari runs. So they all run different kinds of Michelins. And so they're, they don't have to make 500. They only need to make, you know, 200 or whatever. So, yeah. And to go back to formula one for a second, it's so easy for them to do it because everybody's tires, the same size, everybody runs yeah. the same widths on the front and the rear. And it's the same yep. five compounds all year round at every track. See, and that, and that's the new, and that's that's really interesting. We'll talk about that another time, but that's what's really interesting. Yeah, but, you know, and NASCAR can't do that because no. every track is so different that they'd have to develop a different tire for each track. That's why it would be hard to pull that off. For sure. But and how about, Erickson, yeah, and, uh, how about that? Husky Chocolate, you know, swept up Legitimate the leftovers. win. That's legitimate. You got to be yeah, there. Of course. We always talk about it. You can't. You can't he didn't choose for them to wreck. I mean, he might have won. And Erickson's put in his time too. So, and he's a good. Time. Road, he's a great Absolutely. street racer. He's won. He's won at. Um, he won at Nashville. He won at Belle Isle, and now here, and he won. Putting it in for Sweden, man. You gotta, you gotta yeah. represent Sweden. Um, all right, so <clears throat> reach about halfway through our show here. You are listening to the Wide World of Motorsports podcast. On local FM, CFMH 107.3 in St. John, New Brunswick, CKMS 102.7 Radio Waterloo in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, or your smart device on the Performance Motorsports Network app. And also on all, literally like all streaming platforms. Uh, and while you're on your smart device, check out us on social media at the WWOMS. And if you want to be on the show or if you want to advertise with us, sponsor with us, email us, wideworldofmotorsports at gmail.com. All right, fellas, we are getting into uh, the latter half of our episode. Let's talk about NASCAR. It was anyone's game that race. I felt like there's a lot of parody in that one. Looking at the field for qualifying and then looking at it for... The race as well. I mean, for the first, other than that, by Iron Byron dominated that race. There was a mix of all manufacturers. There's a mix of all teams. Of Hendrick dominated that race. Go screw yourself. The track was very cool with Tams and Windy for a race in the desert, but wind was uh, almost directly blowing back down the the backstretch, so helping those cars get up uh, in the speeds in the backstretch. But yes, of course, other than HMS, which we've seen the last couple of years, is now that ev- almost every HMS team has had a little bit of a taste at getting lucky in Las Vegas. In this case, yeah, I, I, I felt as though there was a good mix up there, and we did see it. It's not fake news, Wallace. Uh, also, side, side note here, it was cool to see Fox mounting a camera up on Trackhouse's pit box. And I thought it was cool too uh, how they were talking them down from the booth. Can I just say, can I continue quickly on the sidebar about Trackhouse? I that team is so impressive to oh, me. Of course, Justin Marks has completely changed, rewrote what some things. NASCAR ownership <laughs> is going to be. He's he is exactly what NASCAR I think needs. 
and I think they need to pay attention to him because I think he can help them a lot more. But, I mean, when I was saying, like, I think lately it's just been a Chevy thing, right? Chevy has been incredibly strong for the last two races, and I don't see why they shouldn't be strong at Phoenix. Um, I think the Toyotas are coming back up through... um and also, also, but going back to the the broadcasting um, thing, it was cool seeing there is a visual graphic too. Uh, they're they're kind of showing like a progress bar for the stages. So oh, yeah, I guess yeah. it, I feel like it makes the, I feel like it makes the stage racing not as just like a graphic makes it not as bad. Uh, I don't I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> I'm a I'm a simple person. It's easy to entertain me. So. Um, but yeah, you know, you you probably like the cartoon graphics too. Uh, no, I, no yeah. some of them are really yes, funny. No, I can, actually yes, can't stand them. It's real, real side note: I'm a big Scorsese guy. And when he said that comic book stuff is just like going to a movie, like I I agree with that. Like I'm not a big fan of the comic. I'm not not gonna lie. I'm not really into it. But um, it's funny though some of the interpretations of them though of of what they look like giving them like abs. I think they needed to get rid of that last season. They've overdone that. That's like they did that like the first pandemic season or something like that. So uh, it's time to get rid of that NASCAR or or on Fox. Um, anyway, but yeah, there was lots of good hard racing in the first stage, and uh, for it being the first intermediate track of the season, I think. I mean, we're not going to be unique in anything we say, I don't think, on this. And that's not trying to put us down. But I, you know, <laughs> wow, teams, what's going on, Wallace? The teams, the teams figured it out. The teams of course. The, they figured it out. So, And it's good I to watch. I liked race. watching that. Oh, yeah. And, and we and we talked. So, and we, what I, on, off, oh, my goodness. We've talked about it many off times, what air. makes a good race. On and off, off the air. air. I, like just before we started recording, I said I don't mind a long drawn out race like that when there's no stages. When you throw the stage in there, it just I you don't know, know. What you're racing to. Well, you just we'll know see with the road courses. To. Well, I, I think I think I'll like it at the road courses for sure. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That that's a that's an old and and. That's an old argument. But I like though. that. I didn't mind those. That's like, like a ten-year-old argument. I know they were argument. boring. I yeah. know they were boring sometimes, but I didn't mind those five hundred hour five hundred. That, that's how they felt. Five hundred hours. This I felt this went a lot quicker than Auto races. Club. Um, oh, Auto Club. And there was I mean, no I cautions in this race, basically, anyway, and especially in the first stage. So yeah, it was all hard racing, and racing was good. Willie B it went in that good. first stage, so. Uh, yeah, I again, Chevy's Hendrick. I think you're gonna see those cars be the like Chevy's in general are gonna be the the dominant car for the year. Well, it it even yes, but I heard lots of Chevys complaining about their cars after the pits. Um, a lot of guys not happy with it. Of well, yeah, just by just listening through the scanners though, just um, a lot of guys too that were doing good complaining about it but i know it's baba too it really he really ended up uh getting fixed after that first stage and and uh, climbing up through the second stage that's right notable i mean he finished they're figuring it out they're figuring it out uh 
But will he be again taking that second stage and also with the pit stops as well? You know, we're we're see, we're seeing a lot of different strategies coming into play with the tires. So that's what two tires, four tires, stuff like that. That's where the race gets interesting for me, or more interesting for me is when when they start getting into two tires and is it some people? There wasn't a many, but some people went for it. Um, I think it was the wrong choice, but there's team. I mean, you had to like, like they've said, you know, uh, Martin said, you know, they were going to end up in the, around this position anyways. So what's the point? Like there's, we might as well gamble. Maybe we'll get lucky. So. Right. Exactly. And I, and what's, what a better place to gamble than in Las Vegas. Oh, you had um, to say it, didn't you? <laughs> of course. Uh, and, and I for us I, too, I, Throughout the week, throughout the we week on iRacing, <laughs> throughout the week on iRacing, we were having a good time at Vegas too. So I think a bit of that came into effect when I, and that always helps. Fun track to, I think that's the thing. That's why I like watching it now. It's a fun track to race, and you're right because then. But I know how much fun it is to race. race but most most people will go, oh, this is. This is boring. This is whatever. But the 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 stands are packed. Like everyone, you know, we're seeing more and more people coming to these races. So I mean, we're seeing it come out on that side of it too. And there was a lot of action, three wide action throughout the race. A lot of stuff going on. We even saw on lap one eighty two, former teammates Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano getting into each other. They're three wide with Kyle Busch on the low side, as Brad K slightly washed up in Logano was coming down to avoid the wall. This was the first caution for cause in the race. Lap 182. Who was that again? Who? What was the cause? Sorry. Brad K and Joey Logano got into each other. Kyle Busch was on the low side. And then it was kind of like oh, Brad, yes. Yes. Brad K was going up. Joey was going down because he was trying to avoid the wall coming out of four. And you're in that kind of tricky spot there where what are you just going to run into the wall? So uh, it was mixed in the booth. Um, oh, and sidebar, Wom's well, sidebar here, and this has been unanimous on social media, and I've seen it, and I think it's it's been mentioned too, Don't is that Danica Patrick did a yeah. fantastic job. No, she is improving wrong. so wrong. much. Wrong. Fake news. She is news. she is getting so much better in the that booth. Was, and no, she's not. Stop. Stop it. Stop you it. stop. You're lying. Please, please stop. <laughs> I You're enjoyed lying. it. I think that she's going to be a good staple in the. Uh, in the broadcast booth coming up for Phoenix. So, and also okay, we'll, so, I'm sure we'll see more of her. She's at Indy and I'm sure she'll do some other races. So I hope not. She's oh, not. come on. Okay. No, this isn't, this she's isn't a Danica Patrick hate time. So anyway, going back, this, no, that was just a one sidebar. Why I'm sorry. sidebars ended. Um, but yeah, this restart though, from that wreck between Brad K and Joey Logano, this this was, you know, not I would say that cautions were breeding cautions, but the restart provided tremendous entertainment where, you know, we ended up seeing the top seven bumper to bumper, door to door. And things well, were starting there, to get. If there was no cautions, it would just be, he just lapped the whole field. And then there were some mistakes made up pit road go. that made some guys fall back and they had to race up through the field. We saw Iron Byron and Hamlin climbing up through the top five after getting back out of the pits. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of different uh, races go, kind of going on. I, I liked watching the racing for position. There's guys just just trying, just trying, just chugging around. 
but hey, you know, it was it was I th- I thought that um, I wasn't sure if. Yeah, obviously it was kind of between the Hendrick guys at one point by the looks of it, but I wasn't sure maybe if someone else had something for him. Um, I know one person who didn't have something for him, and that was Josh Berry. Although I don't blame him for his circumstances. He had a great uh, opportunity here to get some elusive cup time in, more cup time in. But that he was struggling with the balance, and there was something wrong with the throttle on the car, so he wasn't given the best situation. But he'll figure it out. Well, and he 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 has never driven a next gen car, current gen car. Uh, he's done cup races before. I thought but he ran one last season. Ever driven that? Nope. Oh, okay. Never drove a current gen cup car. So he but, ran the last gen. So yeah. So I mean. What, what, that's not it. Okay. It's not an easy car to drive and that's not an easy track to drive at, mm. especially in that car. I mean, we see, we see, saw it I, think, I don't know about the track so, part, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how he'll do going forward. He's, he's now he's raced the car. So now he'll have a different he'll figure it out view he'll for sure improve within the field and i also think there's a bit of an aspect too where junior has 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 endorsed him and recommended him so much that we're that's 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 junior right so we're we're taking his word for it and and we're really gonna we're gonna expect a little bit more out of josh barry I i think that's kind of what it is we expect a little bit more out of him and and not in a bad way but it's just I I expected a bit but more of him. I think he's but... delivering too. Oh, in, in the other not, series we uh, see he, him do I it. Think he's delivering. That's the other part. Yeah, he's winning in in Xfinity. You know, he wins still or does really well in late models, and not only late model stocks but super late models. And you know, he's a he's a good driver. And he's got I, some I'm races ahead of him because obviously is uh, we have we haven't been yeah. able to talk about this one here with another Wom sidebar here quick. Uh, before we wrap up, but with Chase Elliott with his snowboarding accident, uh, yikes! He uh, was in Colorado yeah. and got hurt right before Vegas, and he was he wasn't able to race. So Josh Berry is going to be filling in for the ovals, and we found out Jordan Taylor is going to be filling in for him at Coda, which is an absolute awesome opportunity for Jordan Taylor, and, and I'm really excited for that. But yeah, but going back to this here, you know, um, yeah. Oh yeah, like we're we're gonna see him have a few months to potentially till the summer to figure things out, breaking your your shin bone, your breaking that your tibia or your fibia or whatever. That that's not a nice, that's not a quick. That's a four month repair. So we'll see him. Uh, we'll we'll be talking about him for sure in the months to come here on the Wams. But yeah, so in I a would great just way. Like to point out, you're that good. Yeah, go ahead. A while back, Kyle Busch broke. His leg and, and came, came back, back to win right? the championship. So, and, it's, and we've seen it uh, too in Did sports. He? And yeah, that was that year. Yeah, oh, wow. yes, we've seen it, it time. We've seen it time before. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be fun to cover here on the show this season. Um, but going back to the race here in a green white checkered, it did not take HMS long to get up front and lead the field to a solid top three. We saw Willie B. I, I it should have been it should have been Kyle Larson, but due to a wreck from. Uh, Eric Almarola, uh yeah, we we saw it. Uh, I think Kyle was a few seconds ahead. That was Larson's race, but 
in the end we we saw we saw Willie B get the good good part of his teammates there and I'll lock himself in the chase. It's good to see HMS2 up there. I'm as an HMS fan, so that's always good. And although it did reflect on my picks because I did choose William Byron to win, so that was nice. But I didn't make any good. Uh, my other picks, yeah, Josh Berry, Bowman, not very good. Or yeah, Bowman did me. Never mind, Bowman did me good. But yeah, Josh Berry, Harrison Burton, I mean, and Ty Gibbs not doing me very good. And I had to throw out Todd Gillen on the bench. He wasn't doing me anything. So um, yeah, for the that that set me back a little bit in the league. That put that put Wesley Shaw up in the first place. 587 points and then myself at 549 Pepe still figuring himself out getting himself up there the third for 523 points and then Wounded Duck Motorsports and Michael Waltrip sorry Michael Wallace Racing it's just so hard I love these trips I should get sued for that man I love um, these trips <laughs> it throws me back and yeah but yeah you guys are around each other there for fourth and fifth so and then Dirty Joe, Ty yeah, Parker doing, at the bottom. I'm not doing good. Around 441 and 433 at 6 and 7. I, so. do, I do good for like the first quarter of the race. I'm I'm looking at it going, yeah, I got I picked some good guys. And then yeah, You know what? You're absolutely right. If this was a stage one competition, I'd be in the league. <laughs> what do yeah. you, what, so, yeah, what about you? Uh, I've got – so, again, I, I got to – so I'm kind of trying to play a little bit of strategy – because I'm trying to save drivers that I think will be in the playoffs for when the playoffs are on. Um, uh, it resets. Does it reset? Well, then yes. that goes out the window. But I'm trying to save my better drivers for later in the season. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Basically. So I, I, I try to keep a decent mix. I've got uh, Daniel Suarez in for the first time this year for me. Uh, after his fourth place finish this week, I put Bubba in there for this week. Uh, I left Austin Sindrick in there because he's just a good overall driver, so he you can count on him for a strong day. Uh, Kyle Larson I have not used yet this year for good reason, and I thought I was going to regret it this week, but that caution came out. Uh, he still finished well, obviously, but a win's a win. And I put Josh Berry on there only because he's going to have a limited amount of starts in the cups, I might skip over him because I don't know if I want to. I'm gonna see what he'll lower do for my me stuff. Here. Um, but he's got, I think he's got what it takes now that he's got a race under his belt in the car, and hopefully next week it won't have a technical problem, uh, like the throttle issue he was dealing with this week. So I put Josh Berry in there because he's got a limited number of races, so I'm gonna use him while I can. Again, hopefully to keep my my high point scores for a little bit later in the season. So that's that's my lineup for this week. For me, I'm just gonna throw it. I'm gonna go and again, kind of like I know who's gonna be do good, and I'm sure he'll do good in qualifying. Kevin Harvick, I'm throwing him in. Uh, I think Brad K. He's on a good. He's he's got some good steam going for him. Same with Bubba. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep them in. I want to see something out of Cindric. I want to see him do good. Now this is just prim- this is just for now. When I see the practice and qualifying, there might be changes. But for now, um, I'll put in Christopher Bell and Chris Busher as well um, for that part of it. So, what about you, Wallace? Uh, 
Well, I am going to go with a one, Mr. Chase Briscoe, a two, Mr. Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., and I like your pick of an Austin Cindric. Yeah, I, I want to see something out of him. Hopefully, when we practice, we'll see him fast. I know all those guys have been really fast at those tr- at that at Phoenix in particular, and get around there really good. And in my garage, I'm not sure who I want to throw in there. I'm trying to think of somebody who might come out of nowhere, and I'm. I think I'm going to throw Zane Smith into my, because he's running this race. So I think I'm going to throw, or I, I'm pretty sure says he's running this race anyways. Uh, I'm going to run Zane Smith in my garage, because I think he might be a good fit if somebody, you know, tanks it into the wall somewhere. Yeah, good picks. I can't wait to be able to see what the other guys pick uh, coming out of this one for next week. We're going to get into some driver crossovers here because there was some news that broke a little while ago. Uh, starting out with uh, former Formula One world champion Jensen Button is going to be running three cup races this year, uh, starting at Coda. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to have a great car under him, but we'll see. Who's he running for? If it, if I remember, I'll look it up real quick. If you want to discuss some of the other crossovers happening, yeah, and we have uh, Kimi Raikkonen coming back, which is fantastic because I think he he was on a really good run to finish well at Watkins Glen when he was running there, and I can't remember what happened. Did he get caught up in a wreck or mechanical failure or something like that? I think a wreck, somebody else's wreck. So I'm really excited to see Kimi get back in that car you know he had a one race under him and now actually he's going to a track that he he knows really well actually a track he has won at his last formula one victory came at this track so to see him in a car and we know that those marks cars i think it's project 91 uh those marks cars are fast so Jensen Button will be it's a joint effort between Stuart Haas Racing and Rick Ware Racing is who's yes. going to field mobile that. one. That's yes, right. right. Is who's going to field that car. So with the with the help from Stuart Haas, he might do a little better than normal, but uh Rick Ware is and I've been no I've not been shy about saying this on this show before. Yeah. Rick Ware Racing is basically useless. <laughs> oh man, no. We're I'm a Rick Ware fan. Are you serious? Yeah. We, we actually, I've been nice to them on the show in years past, but now I well, guess I we're mean, not. <laughs> you, can, you can put the whole, uh, my opinions do not reflect Absolutely. those. Absolutely. No, no, this is podcast. the point of a radio show. But so <laughs> a talk part, of show. My, part of my personal history that I've not told you guys is when I worked for the rear end shop in North Carolina, we, uh, I, I guess, serviced rick wears cup cars yeah um and if you saw the dirt sheets the patchwork that took place to get some of those cars out there <laughs> you would not. i mean when i was there he was running a mixture of 
Chevys and Fords at the same time, which is weird. Um, yeah, he should, he should really, he, should, he really I mean, should stick to sports car because he's more successful. Well, he does, he does sports cars, he does IndyCar, he does drag racing, top field drag racing. Yeah, he's into all that stuff. What he really just he's into a lot of stuff. And I, I know this is a strong opinion for me, but I have no personal love for Rick Ware Racing, and they just need to give those charters to someone who needs them. I just think that's what happens when you own a multi-level marketing thing, that you have to get rid of your money somehow, and that's how it gets rid of it. You have to find a way to blow money. <laughs> well, that's right. You can't. You can't be rich all the time. you got to waste <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just, that's I just, I don't even not. know what he, I don't know what he owns, but I feel like it is a multi-level marketing thing. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure either, but it's gotta be something like that. Cause there's there with his performance in the cup series, there's no reason he has that much. Money. Well, I always wonder that about colleague too, like leaf guard and all this. And I'm like, is this really making that much money? You can go cup racing. Like, Oh my goodness. And there goes our Rick Ware follower. No, um, yeah, <laughs> there our, goes our, our Rick Ware fan. Our, our, yeah, I'm not <laughs> knocking colleague either. I'm not knocking colleague because I really like them. Oh, I love I love colleague, and yeah. at least they perform. Like that it's is not, true. They're not 36th through 40th on the finishing list every week. Yeah, and you wonder what what the real hurt is on on the team like why does it not perform i just don't but. think he puts money in, into it like and could. and before no other race team wants to be on our show again we're gonna wrap this up uh check us out <laughs> on social media at the wwoms on our website triple w dot the wide world of motorsports podcast dot wordpress.com it's ridiculously long i know we're streaming everywhere on all streaming platforms <laughs> just gonna say that now just streaming everywhere we don't have to keep going into it. and then we're on the fm dial cfmh 107.3 local fm in st john new brunswick on saturdays and ckms 102.7 radio waterloo and kw ontario on fridays we're also on the performance motorsports network app this is james jordan mike wallace and the Eggman. we'll see y'all around the bend